0: Welcome back to Arcade Cozy, the coziest game room on the internet. My name is Chris. My name is Corey. And Corey, it is episode number fifty. 50. AKA. One year. Yeah. One. You would, year would think it would be
1: fifty fifty-two, but we, we did have two off weeks in yeah, this video. Yes. We,
0: yeah, we had a couple of off weeks, um, but, you know, it balances out a little bit because we did have a um, couple of special episodes. So technically, exactly. this is what? Like, this is like episode 53. So look at us. We look at us. It.
1: We yeah. are arcade cozy. Year one, one year old. Um, A very big birthday, some would say. Um, yeah. But, and we will actually remember it, unlike most. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I mean... Yeah, I mean I think in the podcast realm, I mean it's it's I think in any sort of content creation space like a milestone like a year is like a big it's thing. Like it I agree. Yeah. Cuz I mean it takes it takes dedication folks. We got to I mean we're grinding it out out here just like making that bread and doing those things and recording that stuff so that we can get it over to you and like years gone by and we're still doing yeah, it exactly and what a year it has been especially mm-hmm.
1: in the world of gaming um uh, update folks i have decided that elden ring is actually a good game look where we have come in the matter of a year opinions hot take it is a insanely that. hot take
0: maybe i'll um, put a i'm having fun with sounds lately cory i don't know if you've noticed um oh, maybe it, i'll put like a you are in your like sound like, a, like phase yeah, right now. Yeah. Maybe I'll put like a, yeah, I'm, I'm the, like, whatever you call it, the shock jock phase of our um, yep. thing where it's like, Oh, got on Like that kind of stuff. Um, so maybe I'll find like a, uh, hot take sound effect to kind of put in there. Maybe it'll just uh, be like a forest fire or something. I don't know.
1: You should find some clip from like uh hot
0: ones. Um, oh, yeah. like the yeah. little
1: thing to put in there. Yeah. Cause I'm sure that would work really well.
0: Yeah. Um, I'm sure we
1: wouldn't get like flagged in any way for, <laughs> no, that's definitely not copyright. <laughs> definitely not under no circumstance.
0: No, oh, no, no. But yeah, Corey, um, if, if I had the wherewithal to do so and were better prepared, I could have put together some clips that could show right in here of some of our best moments and maybe, Further on down the road, whenever I have more time, maybe I'll re upload some in there and you can check mm-hmm. it out later on. Maybe I if you're listening idea. to this in three or four years, maybe that's <laughs> what you're hearing right now. Like, um, Whoa. That's saucy. <laughs> I know. Um, but yeah, Corey, uh, the big, you know, I guess we kind of talked a little bit about it last week, but, you know, again, um, Folks, I hope you at the top end, I hope you enjoyed some new intro music um Corey, I tried to play it for you, and again, my sounds didn't work, so you're yeah. gonna get surprised too sir. Yeah. I could just text it to you, but no, Man, I'm that's gonna hold it tight far too simple far yeah. too simple but uh, new intro music uh well the the old intro music will stick around in different forms and will primarily be our new outro music, but our intro music is made by the one and only Johnny B. Good. Good. Um, A new track by him. Uh, love having his contribution to the show. And that's always like a, it's always a fun thing. I like having, having that kind of stuff added in. Um, but yeah, little, little updates to the artwork will go up. Um, Maybe I'll tweak it some more in the future, but didn't really have any, like, big ideas. I know you and I kind of bat, batted some stuff back and forth. Did yeah. you have, like, big sweeping changes, honestly? like no. Not to be too full, full of myself, but I kind of like the art, art, uh, artwork. Yeah. I think no, it's kind of no, nice. it's It's really solid. Yeah. So, you know, don't, don't expect, like, big sweeping overhaul changes. But uh, the big thing that we want to talk about today is um, we're going to go through how we've dubbed it the games that made us. Corey? Yeah. Yes. We um, kind of phrased it, Corey and I kind of batted it back and forth a little bit over the last couple of weeks. And, you know, between like, do we want to do required reading list of like all games of all time? Do we want to kind of like, you know, how do we want to do this? And we kind of narrowed it down to doing like, what are the games if you were to try and understand Corey yes. or Chris mm-hmm. as like a gamer in the year 2022, what would be the games that you would need to play to like know that, to know us in that meaningful and intimate way? And so that's what we're going to be talking about today. You excited about it? I don't know. Hey, I'm pumped. I have my... Google document here on the right-hand oh, side you. of my screen
1: with uh, my games that um, are near and dear to my heart slash are critical to my development stages, as yeah, some might say. Um, yeah, it's going to be a good time. I'm excited to hear what you have to say because uh, I understand your method of gaming and like mm-hmm. your like interest and disinterest. So I'm curious but, to see. But do like, you
0: appreciate it? Yeah, <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, no i do appreciate it yes but it's more yep. of like okay yep. how did we get here How, Chris. right yep. i mean i have yep. a relative idea how we get here we've been friends for a yep. long time yep. but uh, it will be good to see like how like you like internalize it
0: oh yeah yeah well and the the other side of this that we're going to tackle over the next like year or so is that we're actively going to take these games like the games that Corey presents, Mm -hmm. I'm going to make it a point to play them. Corey's going to make it a point to play the games, you know, and we, we may like, there are a couple on my list that I'll put some caveats for like, you know, but, um, by and large, I mean, like, you know, if if a game is like really inaccessible, you know, we'll, we'll figure out workarounds or, you know, whatever it is. But, um, But yeah, we to not just talk about it, but also like, hey, let's dig in deep. Let's actually kind of see and then see. Okay, like I get it. I know where this is coming from. I get it now. Like and also like for the person who presented it, like does this game really hold up? Like it does it feel as influential. Does it feel as meaningful as it did back then? Or is something else holding your heart hostage in a way that that game long has not? Who knows? We I don't really see. know what I'm saying. But, I mean, I get what you're
1: saying. I think <laughs> everyone gets what you're saying. <laughs> no. It, it's going to be fun to dig into what each other have, like, what we consider like, crucial to our, okay. what it's, like, brought us to where we are now for, with gaming. And it'll be fun to go and revisit those games for ourselves. And we're excited to essentially over the next year for series two season two volume two however you want to categorize it um, Yep, come back uh, every now and then just be like yeah so we have played this now we both have our thoughts on it and yeah it's actually it sucks i don't know why i ever listed this or yep, yep. <laughs> it's yeah, me. Yeah. like nope i was right this game still whips and i
0: am here for it yeah slaps booty that's what we like um but cory before we do that uh, before we slap some booty um there was a pokemon direct last week um wherein pokemon things were talked about and shown um oh, yeah in that kind of fashion it was a lot of like there was pokemon cafe and pokemon go and pokemon unite and pokemon masters and you know but the big nothing we care about well well, it's it's stuff that like there is an audience for but yeah i mean admittedly Mm -hmm. like i i just kind of skipped like i wasn't watching it like immediately live i was like 30 minutes late to watching it, and I just scrubbed past like the first fifteen minutes. Oh, yeah. so I was like, okay. Oh, yeah. I was like, I'm like, if I were watching it live, then sure, I'll sit through it. But I'm not. I'm not here for this. We're here for the Scarlet and Violet news. Which oh, they brought it. oh They got the news. They brought it. Um. So, Corey, I mean, gut reaction. How did you feel about Pokemon Scarlet and Violet's new the updates? <sighs> I mean. Uh, Majority of it, very positive. Let,
1: let's just get that out there. The biggest thing that I have on the brain is looking at Scarlet and looking at the legendary Pokemon, which apparently you're going to get very early. I can't remember his yep. name off the top of my head. Um, he has two tires on him and yes. he can turn into he's a transformer Um, he turns into yep. a motorcycle. Um, yep. But instead of using the tires. That are on his body yeah. that are still showing um, when he transforms. Uh, he runs on all fours. And I'm like, who on earth, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, design this? Why should an action been like? Yeah, that makes sense. That's a great idea. Um, I, I get the yeah. idea that it's meant to be like in the past and like prehistoric, but I'm like, then just don't have tires on him or have like stone tires or something along those lines not actual like hey that would
0: look great on my subaru
1: kind of a thing right Um, so
0: yeah i yeah um so i'm i'm very much kind of in the same line of thinking um that was my very initial thing initial thought and like legitimately bothered me to the point where i was like you know Up until this point, I had been like, Scarlet. I'm going Scarlet. Same. same. I saw that, and I was like, I don't know that I can, like, in good conscience, be okay (laughs) with this. (laughs) I'm in the same boat. Uh,
1: Yes. Team Scarlet, now I'm like, hey, you know what? I love the Carla Purple.
0: It's a pretty great one. Well, and it makes me wonder if, like, if there is going to be... I mean for one who knows they could change it last minute but it also makes me wonder like if if there's going to be some like kind of gameplay element or something in there that kind of like because the main reason I'm saying that is there is concept art like not even concept art but like official looking pokemon art yep. of both of the pokemon as motorcycles yep. like it doesn't have Koridon is Caridon the the red one i think um right. it doesn't have him just like scrambling on all fours while the other one like it it shows them both as motorcycles so i wonder if there's going to be some sort of like like maybe he maybe there's some sort of like transitional element where it's like oh we don't is pre- we don't understand wheels and then they discover the wheel and then it's like whoa look at karaidon now <laughs> he's just going <laughs> i don't i don't know if it, it feels very much like something
1: pokemon would do be like yeah he runs on all fours he's a prehistoric thing i feel like 100 percent they're like oh yeah let's lean into that people are gonna love that and everyone's like you are all idiots i am mean, yeah. surrounded by imbeciles is like yeah how i feel just looking at that like uh, who greenlit that and if you yeah. love it
0: that's great um you know great mm-hmm. for you there's, that's, that's there's that's a wonderful. whole game for you if, if you love that yeah. um but yeah, I mean for anybody that like didn't see it, um I mean that that's like the big thing that they showed off was like yeah, it's going to be super open world by the mm-hmm. looks of it. And your legendary pokemon probably you'll get very early on and they will act as your like mode of transportation instead of like a bicycle. Um and they will be pseudo motorcycles um, mm-hmm. or just creatures of the land. And they will also like be able to transform and fly like paraglide and, you know, all of that kind of stuff. Like your typical yeah. breath of the wild traversal kind of stuff, um, which is super neat, but yeah, I mean, it is kind of a weird thing to kind of model them after like, these are vehicle Pokemon of a sort. And then it still not being a vehicle. I don't know. It's, it is strange, <laughs> but, um,
1: So not to harp on it too much. No, no, no. um, But I was almost looking forward to the idea of like bicycling through this game because it shows the game off as an open world game. You craft your own adventure. There's no set core path. You decide like the order you want to go in the open world. It seems like a very new way to approach it. And I was like, oh, it's going to be so fun. Just like bicycling through like the countryside mm-hmm. you're gonna get to a new town it, it feels like a almost as if you were playing the show at that point you know and right bring this in I'm like okay now I get a legendary early on which means he's gonna be i'm probably going have to have him on me at all times i'm so there's one of my slots gone because he's going to be the main mode of transportation for me unless I just want to stay on foot which isn't possible at at certain points in the game so it's just one of those things of like I hope they have like a backup plan in place because or like you don't have to have them in your party at all times. Something on those lines because that would just stink. It's just like two of your slots are basically filled out the gate. And while I understand like people like to like change out a lot of their Pokemons, I'm like one of those people who like keeps like a pretty core team of like eight, mm-hmm. and, like two alternatives and have like my like six I like stay with and like rotate out depending on like vulnerabilities they will need. Yeah. Um, I'm, that's just kind of me nitpicking, but it's one of those things of like, I hope they've like thought that whole idea through. Like, please tell me they
0: have. So, yeah. And I imagine they have. I mean, I imagine, I don't know. It's like this. I'm sure Scarlet and Violet are going to have like a couple of misses in there. I mean, just because they're doing so much that they haven't done oh, yeah. before. Um, but yeah, I mean I think they get the kind of like core conceit of Pokemon to mm. an extent where it's like, okay, if some areas are kind of weird, like Koridon just, you know, yabba dabba himself all over the land, then like yeah. you know, then okay. Like that's not the worst thing if that's if that's <laughs> yeah, the extent of it. Um mm. but but yeah you know we'll we'll see um i'm very excited about it regardless just the fact that all that stuff's coming in also there is a dog made of bread named fido i did see that i'm like i'm i am you are mine i am absolutely I am. capturing you and he weighs 24 pounds and is a is a loaf just is a loaf, loaf. <laughs> yeah he's a loaf of bread i love it love it yeah i love it so much um but yeah, Corey. Not to, not to. I mean, I would love to talk about Scarlet and Violet more, but I want to hear. I mean, we could go for like an hour. We'll, We'll, yeah,
1: we'll, we we'll have go. more thoughts next week. Um,
0: oh but. yeah. Um. But I want to hear about uh. I want to hear about the games that made Corey. What what uh? I want you to lead lead off. I want you to tell me. Okay. Okay. A game that made you, that is you today.
1: Okay. And so I have crafted my uh, list. And essentially like um, order of like age of like year or however it, okay. it would be called. Um, yeah. So we are starting very, very beginning and we're going to come up to present. That's how my list okay. is going to essentially roll.
0: Um, the womb
1: to now. Yeah, the womb of, uh, the womb of gaming, uh, as one might say. <laughs> there you
0: go.
1: Yeah. Um, <laughs> but so for me, we're starting out PS2 um 2000 2001 i can't remember i was like five or six Um, yeah i got three games essentially out the gate i got um crash bandicoot four, the wrath of cortex or five not one of the initial like three games Uh, like the spinoffs the the ps2 ones Yeah. yeah um i got ratchet and clank og1 Yep. Um And I got Jack and Daxter, uh, Precursor Legacy. Uh, yep. Of those three, what I would say, like, stuck home, still sticks with me the most, and like, mm-hmm set my initial expectations for gaming is going to be Jack and Daxter, the precursor legacy. Yeah. Um, And so this is like looking at like the games I enjoy, games that I like and like what I like gravitate towards. Um, This one fits the bill the most of those three, in my opinion, what I would consider like a core, it like core, like gaming experience because this is like, okay, this is my expectation now of what it should be um and it is a linearish open world game um yep. with weird quirky dialogue fun characters and like variations in gameplay uh between like all the mini games and like different ways of travel between like your birds uh hover bikes so on and so forth um it like showed me okay this is a grand like hero's journey coming from like you know quiet comfortable life of goofing off to essentially like now i am the savior of you know the world um and it i would say really formed that idea of okay there's small side quests in here i can like see what i need to do there's objectives i can go and do oh there's also a secret ending in this game by doing x amount of stuff i can reach it there And yeah, all together. Like I just remember I played this game through so many times as a kid. loved it so much. Um, I still think it's my favorite of the trilogy. Uh, Maybe three is, I know some people are not as hot on three, but I felt like Mm -hmm. three brought back a lot of the fun that one was because two gets real dark and dirty. Um, Yeah. Yeah. And so, but for me, like the original is just pure fun. Love Mm -hmm. it so much. Um, It doesn't take itself too seriously. And it knows, like, when to hit home on, like, certain story beats. And just found it, like, foundational for what I look for um, going forward now. Like, still to this day, like, um, you know, games like Horizon, like The Witcher 3. Mm -hmm. um, We're looking at, like, Uncharted, Naughty Dog, similar things. Stuff like that where it's just, like... Those types of games, like, really suck me in. Um, We'll go into, like, how, like, that develops over time with a couple of my later games, but it's just, like, this is the one I can point to, like, yep, like, that's what started it.
0: Yep. Very nice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I love Jack and Daxter. It's, um, it is one of the, one of the games I feel like is so, so missing from today, or, like... Yes. I mean, that that whole, like, really the only... I mean, there are only a couple of uh, franchises that are still kind of like carrying on that PS2 era mascot stuff. Um, Crash Bandicoot included, now that he's back. Yeah. But um, yeah, Jack and Dexter. It is one of those things where, like, I think that that's one of the big things that I get kind of mad about with Naughty Dog. Sometimes is just like, I don't care if they keep. I I want them to do other stuff yes. because like in 20 years it's been jack and daxter uncharted and the last of us and it's like yep. all of them have been great but you know i know that you have some cool stuff in you you yeah. used to make like jack and daxter you used to make like these really interesting worlds and all this kind of stuff like just make something something new or like <laughs> splinter your team a little bit make like your dark team and your fun team and like you know well it's like that whole figure thing. Out. We and
1: this is a whole conversation in the itself. This, like what Druckmann said, of like um, Neil Druckman is currently mm-hmm. like acting president of Naughty Dog is like we don't use the word fun here I when making games. It's one of those things of like if that's the case, you've completely forgotten like what you're doing. Is my opinion yep. of like, yep. which people do play games to experience, like, very emotional stories, like, very dramatic stories, but people mainly play games because they enjoy them. Yeah, and that's what Jack and Daxter was for me, is, like, this is where I found joy, enjoyment, and, like, just happiness in this. And that's why it maintains just a classic status. Honorable mentions, Ratchet & Clank, Sly Cooper, um, uh, sorry, going back to my list because I can't do it off my... Um <laughs> slide two specifically, actually. Yep, yep. Um, OG Ratch and a clank. Um, actually, those were my only two honorable mentions. So I'm sorry.
0: Oh, oh there you go. That's yep. it. Uh, that's all from Corey today. Bye-bye. Um <clears throat> yeah. Um, yeah, I so I built my list kind of around, I tried to identify like pillars of myself where I was like, I was like, okay, these are the things, like, if I'm looking at it, I'm like, these are some of the game types that I get the most excited about Mm -hmm. whenever they come out. Um, and so I tried to think through a lot of those things and one of the, like, I'll pivot off of yours because it's very relevant, um, to what you're talking about, like the original Ratchet and Clank for me, I would say is like a pillar of myself in a way, like I feel, but it, it, whenever I was going through my list, it kind of landed as one of the outliers because it was okay. like so many of the other games are like, I feel like we're pillars in building up a just appreciation of everything from that genre. And I feel like like Ratchet and Clank did that, but I feel like, like I said, there are so few games like Ratchet and Clank and Jack Daxter and stuff like that nowadays mm-hmm. that it's really difficult to kind of base it on like, oh yeah, I'm a big, this type of gamer nowadays, whenever Ratchet and Clank might be the only one of those coming out, it, you know, yeah. every five years, it's a new Ratchet and Clank and that's the mm-hmm. only thing of <laughs> that genre, um, which granted there are other things, but yeah, Ratchet and Clank for me, the original one, I remember like my memory of it being my brother had the PlayStation, had the PlayStation Two. We were visiting him. He was away at college. He had just gotten Ratchet and Clank and he was, I remember like him having class or something and me being in his apartment and just blowing through his copy of Ratchet and Clank, just like playing it once, twice or something while we were there and then like immediately turning around and being like okay I want this to oh yeah like I want this game I want to play it and being just obsessed with it because it was like in that cuz it it was that time period like they were they were quippy and they were like funny and they mm-hmm. were kind of over the top action and they were really fun and had like a lot of really interesting like the, it, it feels strange now but like they just felt so expansive and so imaginative and it was this thing where like when I see a game like Ratchet and Clank, like, I mean, just in general, like Insomniac, it, it kickstarted a part of me that was like, I'll play anything by Insomniac. Like you're, you're, I, yes. you know, whenever I wanted to be an artist, whenever I was going into college, it was like, I want to work for Insomniac. They're in North Carolina. I can go there. Mm-hmm. they that's, I'll do it. They're I'll not go. Far at all. Yeah, no. And then, um, you know, and it, it makes me really happy that like Insomniac still has so much of that energy. Cause even though they've moved on to primarily, I mean, obviously they did um, a new Ratchet and Clank last year, but like, you know, they're primarily focusing in on Spider-Man. Like Mm -hmm. it still feels fun. It still has a lot of that charm and a lot of that energy. And I think that that's like a big thing is like, it kind of solidified this thing in me where I was like, you know, I want like, not every game has to be like, super video gamey where it's just like quintessential old like video games and like beep pew beep, beep, ding ding yeah. beep bool, ding, like all that kind of stuff but it has to be like I don't know like it 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 reminds me that like opposite of Neil Druckmann like games can and should be fun yeah. sometimes and I think Insomniac really emboldens that where it's like they can tell Affecting stories and still make them fun. And so, yeah, I mean, like, Rush and Clank was kind of a big mover for me where it was just like, even still, I just, I love that. I love that fun mm-hmm. energy and atmosphere in games and still actively seek it out, despite like, you know, I mean, it, it presents itself differently nowadays, but that old way of being is kind of, you know, shifted away a little bit, unfortunately. But sadly it is a
1: dying style. Um but we got a a retaste of it last year with Kenna, Bridge of
0: Spirits. So that was fun. Kenna. And I mean there's their new crash bandicoots and there's Mm -hmm. like there's ukulele and there's um you know other like indies and stuff. So I mean there's there's stuff. Um but yeah it's definitely a dying breed, unfortunately. Also thought about Sly Cooper um for reasons I'll get into once I get to um a different game. Okay. But yeah, I felt like it I felt like a different game kind of like better embodied the spirit of one of the like core pillars of Chris. So Okay. Okay, I got you. I got you. Understandable. Understandable. Your turn,
1: Corey. Go. Um so number 2, number 2. Um works out really well because this is my sequel um and i'm talking about a sequel it is kingdom hearts 2 um, what and so came out in about 2005 i believe 2004 2005 uh um, are you gonna make me play kingdom hearts 2 again
0: cool.
1: yeah why i'm watching <laughs> so let, let's get this out i only
0: the, just played it like three years ago exactly uh, let,
1: let's get this out the gate right now um kingdom hearts 2 is the best kingdom hearts game stop um i I would agree and it's not even close um but uh, um loved kingdom hearts one chain of memories you know just like how sora forgets everything in the end i would like to forget that one as well um spoilers um but kingdom hearts (laughs) 2 um falls into like Goat status, um, for me, um, this is a game that I can never forget. I played through it too many times, went to level 99 multiple times, you know, sunk in hundreds of hours, had the guidebook, did everything I could possibly ever do, and it was to this day, even like having replayed it just a couple years ago, just the same combat still holds up story as yep. wacky as ever, but still probably makes the most sense of all yep. of the games and just top to bottom, a joy ride. Like it is filled with jokes, fun, great gameplay, great story, and an incredible satisfying ending. It, yep. I mean, it hits every mark 10 out of 10 across the board. Um, and why, And it's it's one of those things of where I can't really point to it being like okay this like established my um like development of gaming like where I'm at it's just one of those things of that is where I realized like holy crap like I love this just the game in general but like playing games like this whatever this game is I love this yeah well it's not even it's like just like. You know, I've been chasing, like, that high-end gaming ever since kind of a thing, yeah. if that yeah. makes sense. Um, yeah. It's just one of those things of, like, I understood, like, no, I, lo- like, I want to play all the video games. These are so fun. This is more than just, like, yeah. me wasting time kind of a thing. This is... I was... <laughs> I mean, childlike wonder can kind of go into it, is how I would describe it. But I played the game for years, named my RuneScape character like Riku something um, because he was just the cool bad boy. Um, I mean, to this day, I want a Keyblade. um, But it's just like... Yeah, you do. Who doesn't, really? Um, Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, in terms of like... And in pure enjoyment, it I can never like create a a list of games where it's like, you know, what is like the the, what is needed to understand you, what is like your top, like all time, like XYZ, you name it. Like, this game will always fall into whatever list there is just because it holds such a special spot, um, in my heart. And so, it is like the core, like playing that, it's just like what everything it does is exactly what I'm looking for between all the incredible worlds, incredible vi- environments, great dialogue, the boss Russia at the end. Um, it is just like absolute five star, like Michelin. I, I could go on forever like this, Chris, please stop me. It's just too good.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, which I completely agree. Like I loved the kingdom hearts games for, I mean, I, up until a couple of years ago whenever kingdom hearts three came out um i you know i made it a point then to like i'm gonna play through Mm -hmm. all of them like i'm gonna play through birth by sleep and i'm gonna play through chain of memories and i'm gonna like i dabbled a little bit but by and large the only ones i would ever like played through played through were the the main ones one and two um and yeah i mean like even after that experience going through it and being like, okay, I'm playing one through three mm-hmm. that being like 18 different games. Yeah. Like it, it definitely falls off continuity wise or like just understandability wise. Like it falls off after two. Like oh yeah, I would, it, I it would very much land off. it. Right. I would very much land in that camp where it's like, I think, I mean, there are plenty of people here like, oh, Kingdom Hearts has always been nonsense. But I legitimately, even as a kid playing through Kingdom Hearts 2, I understood what was happening. I understood the concepts. I understood like the big, I was like, okay, I get it. Like, it's this, like, Xehanort is this scientist guy. And like, you know, this Ansem's his heartless. And like, you know, this is his... This is his uh nobody. And like I, I understand the concept. You make a nobody when you make a a heartless. These mm-hmm. make sense. I get it. Okay. We're I'm I'm there with you. Um Yeah, and then later on, whenever it started like doing all this other weird stuff with like time travel and then all these other things coming of in, the rails. It's yeah, but like even though the game Yeah, I mean even though there's a lot of stuff going on, Kingdom Hearts 2. I think was like this pinnacle of like that cross section of understandability and like good story and good gameplay. Like, I mean, having played kingdom hearts three, I would say like kingdom hearts three edges it out a little bit whenever it comes to like modern playability, like the combat feels smoother and stuff in there. But like whenever it comes to that, like playing the, like what the game is and the story of things and like the enjoyability of it, yeah. I mean, Kingdom Hearts Two continues to sit on top in that regard. Oh, yeah. So, hmm. um, yeah. number two, yeah. For me. I so I didn't. I thought about Kingdom Hearts, including it because mm-hmm. I have always loved Kingdom Hearts. But like the again, kind of building up like a core pillar of myself, being like my unabashed love of like JRPGs and stuff Mm -hmm. like kingdom hearts was not the, was not the beginning of that. Like I got into kingdom hearts because of the fact that there were final fantasy characters in it. Like that was, that was the thing that did it. And for me, like if I were to trace it back, I would say that final fantasy four was my, like was my JRPG like jumping off point because like, my brother had, we we had Final Fantasy 2 II and 3 on the SNES, which were, like, now everybody knows as being Final Fantasy 4 and 6. Like, yeah, they sick. were just, they were called that way. Yeah. Because, like, you know, for anybody who's unaware, like, you know, there were just kind of, there was Final Fantasy 1, which was there and then Final Fantasy 2 was released in Japan and so was Final Fantasy 3 and they didn't want to confuse American audiences so whenever Final Fantasy 4 came to America they were like well let's call it Final Fantasy 2 so that people don't wonder where Final Fantasy 2 and 3 are and then the same thing happened with 5 so then when Final Fantasy 6 came out to America Mm -hmm. they were like well we got to call this Final Fantasy (laughs) 3 so um and then they just kind of Right, and then they just kind of boxed themselves in. Whenever it's like, well, how do we address the fact that there is a Final Fantasy Four? You know, that that whole kind of stuff. Yeah. Um. But yeah, Final Fantasy, like I think overall, like I think Final Fantasy Six is probably like the better story. Like okay. yeah. it. It has so many incredible parts going to it. A huge, really diverse, incredible cast, but. For whatever reason, and you know, maybe I could ask him, maybe he's he would say that I'm full of it, but like my brother always seemed to like really love Final Fantasy four more. And so I always like I have like more diverse and like fond memories of that game. Um and I remember like, I mean, that was legitimately like there there are pictures of like me, like my mom taking picture of me with my two front teeth missing. In me fighting like Bahamut in Final Fantasy 4, like that, that kind of thing. Like yeah. it was very early on, it was very like that was such an integral part. And like from then on, it was like Final Fantasy was this like all consuming kind of concept for me where I was like, any game that can like slightly resemble this structure where it's okay. this like big over the top. I mean, I would attribute that, like, I would attribute Final Fantasy creating like a love in me for things like anime, for love in like music, in storytelling. Um, you know, Corey, I don't know if I've ever mentioned to you, but like whenever I went to college and I had to cause I was a music major whenever I first yeah. went in and I had to audition to get into the music program, I played a song from Final Fantasy yeah, on I classical did not know guitar. That, but that <laughs> checks out. I'm not surprised. Um I mean it was very like you wouldn't know but that was the thing was I was like I was like oh yeah I'm gonna play I'm gonna play this like it's it's, it's a classic yeah <laughs> in my mind but I mean like legitimately like I would attribute so much of my gameness to those original Final Fantasy games and even though like nowadays I would look at it and be like well like I don't love I don't love Final Fantasy 15 and I don't love like the direction that they've gone in comparison to something like. Dragon Quest or, you know, something like that. Like I do, I'm not in, but like Final Fantasy has just been this over encompassing thing that like looped me into, you know, looped me into things like Persona, looped me into Mm -hmm. things like Kingdom Hearts, like all of that stemmed from that initial love of Final Fantasy four, Final Fantasy six. But yeah, specifically Final Fantasy four.
1: Nice. That is going to be a tough one to find. I think it's only available on Steam. Yeah. Unless I want to go and find it, it on
0: um. Was it on Game Boy? No. It is, it's on DS. Okay. It's on. I think it's on well, I think there's a version on Game Boy Advance. There's a version on like PSP. There's a version on iPhone. Like it, yeah. I mean, it's debatable like what the Best version is because squares always had kind of like a bad, uh, way of like porting things like that. Um, Mm -hmm. but I know it's available on like a number of different things. It's just like, you know, is it, is the iPhone version going to be like the shitty smooth looking one or (laughs) which one is it going to be?
1: Let's see. It's saying GameStop has a copy for $25 and it's used. Um, what no way i mean this is just me pulling it up online so we'll see how accurate that is um sick though um
0: yeah i okay i'll have to We'll we'll have to have those conversations um pre-plans to play them through because yeah i know that there are a number of different like available ports and stuff is right. just about finding. Well, um now that I think about it, I think it may not be out yet, but I think there were switch like pixel perfect remasters is what they were calling them of like four and six I thought that was only coming, coming to, to Steam.
1: the Steam. I didn't think that was coming to Switch. I don't um, know. If they do come to Switch, that makes it infinitely easier.
0: Um I'm see 4 Pixel remaster initial re release 1991. No, no. Um, <laughs> we'll figure it out. Uh, yeah, we'll figure it out. You keep going. I'm going to keep looking at this really good. Okay.
1: Number three for me. Now I want to caveat this where I start of, I don't consider this necessarily a good game or a game that I particularly have like strong memories of. Um, but I do remember it. And so let's go and get out the gate. Because I do enjoy the series. Uh, Infamous, the first one. Uh, oh, yeah. On PS3. Yeah. Um, the reason why I consider this, like, crucial for me um, is this is the first game that I can, like, recall being, like, it gives me the power of choice on how I want to play. Yep. Or, like, yeah. the first, yeah. like, element of, like, you decide... What ending you're gonna get, and how you play this game, and like based on your decisions, you get different things. And this is the first game I can think of that I played where I had that opportunity. During PS2 and like my Game Boy days, it was primarily just like Jacks, like you know one through four combat racing. I played a lot of Need for Speeds, so the Sly Cooper series, so on and so forth. Like a lot of that PS2 like platforming area. Um, but stepping into PS3 is also when I first got like my first Call of Duty and all of that, but playing infamous, I could either be a good guy, a hero, or I could be a villain. And the idea of choice, I think has really like changed how I bring it into playing. Cause now it, it went from, okay, I'm playing as this character in this game. Like this is their set personalities to, I now to dictate a little bit more. I now have a say and really right. what is happening. And that was like something like foreign to me at the time Um, was just like, Oh wait, this is cool. I can be, I can be the baddie. You're telling me the bad guy. You're telling me I can be the bad guy. And it's one of those things of like, what is that like? And I like then replayed, I played it as a bad guy, replayed it as the hero. And it's just like, this is pretty cool. I'm not going to lie. I can get behind this kind of a thing. And it's something I want to go back and to see if it still has like that distinct of like an, a feel. Um, It's one of those things where I need to play a little bit of both um, to really remember, but it's just like, again, that idea was just so something I didn't understand until like that was brought into play. And that changed completely what I was looking for in games as well. Um I do also remember that as one of the first games I bought with my own of money um, ooh look at and you so uh, I believe it came out in two thousand nine um that sounds right um yeah infamous playstation three uh uh, uh, uh release. Um, May 26, 2009. Um, So I would be finishing up. um, That would be going into my freshman year of high school. Um, And I had worked a couple of jobs like that summer um, for like a couple of my uncles to like help out around um, their farms. And it was just one of the things like, I have money. I'm going to buy this game. And also, it was rated i believe it's rated m at the time um i think it is and because if i remember right i um because i bought the game myself at a game stop at where a guy from my childhood church worked and he sold it to me um okay i think his name was dustin that sounds right dustin you're, you're you're a real one um because i was 100 <laughs> like 14 or however old you are yeah, um, at yeah. the time and yeah
0: *Infamous*
1: um pretty good game
0: yeah um yeah i love infamous a lot um i wish there were another one i played i mean i well there's two well yeah i've i've played in you you assume I don't know that there's infamous too. I platinumed infamous two, you dumb dumb boy.
1: Okay. My, 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 my um, bad,
0: chill, second chill. sign I played and, and really loved, but yeah, I hate that I hate that um I mean I understand like Sucker Punch, they've they got other stuff going on, but
1: Yeah, they were um, of the sequel to Ghost of Tsushima.
0: Yeah, I do I do hate the, like Sly Cooper mm. infamous that they've kind of taken a backseat for a while. Um But yeah, I love me some Infamous. Um, To pivot off of that, I will address one of my other pillars. Okay. Which I think has become known um, on this podcast that like I I appreciate meaningful, explorative, open world experiences. Mm -hmm. Games that are not just here are a bunch of icons. Let's go over here. Mm -hmm. Let's Mm -hmm. like, do a bunch of meaningless stuff. Um, despite it maybe being fun, just over and over and over to mm-hmm. like pad time forever. Um whenever I was thinking about this, I was like, well, I mean, it's gotta be, I mean, it has to be be Breath of the Wild. Like, there's no I mean, there's yeah. there's nothing else that would like kickstart mm-hmm. that in me. But then I was thinking more, and I was like, well, I was like, what what was the thing that I think really started like maybe maybe it wasn't like the f- as free as like elden ring or breath of the wild or any of that but like what was the thing that that i think kind of got me going on that path and what i came down to was elder scrolls 4 oblivion cory wow um, yeah so okay <laughs>
1: Um this is gonna be really, really um, I'm gonna go ahead and um spoil my next one um as the sequel to that Skyrim so we can kinda have what? a little bit of a just a free flow a head dialogue. To head? Not a head head to head, <laughs> just a dialogue <laughs> on I think it's kind of a, a similar idea, but keep going, keep going.
0: Yeah. yeah um well so it's funny because like when I got an Xbox 360, Oblivion was the only game I got, and the reason for it was like the dude at, at the checkout. I think I got at like a Target, and he was like, "Dude, he was like this game, this is the best game." Yeah. And again, it was a similar thing. I think I got my 360 whenever I was like 14. Yeah. And he was like, he was like, no, he was like, no, you gotta get, you gotta get Oblivion. Yeah. And I remember like, I, I've always been a little like. Little bit of a wuss boy whenever it comes to games. I remember because like the beginning of Oblivion, you start out in a prison. Yep. You get broken out. And like the first hour of it, you're just in these like underground catacombs. There's no light. You're not outside. You're just like going through this thing. And I was like, I was like, and it's all first person. I was like, what in the world? <laughs> I was I like, actually, what am I doing? I think in I was this like, game. Too. And it I fell off of it. And I remember around that same time, like I got it not because I got a 360 specifically because like Halo 3 was about to come out. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was playing that and I played other stuff and I eventually came back to Oblivion. And I remember just like falling in love with Oblivion to the point where, hey, again, like we're talking. I mean, it's it. not on my it's not on my PlayStation because I played it on three sixty, but i one hundred per i mean not a hundred percent, but like got all the trophies for it, like really went all out on that and the um I can't remember the d l c the Isles of madness or shivering Isles I think may have may have been what it was called I think shivering um Tams. yeah, um, but I played the game to death, and it was that thing where to me at the time, like yeah, Bethesda games have their have their stuff and like in they have plenty of like markers and stuff kind of dragging you over here and quest logs and just like these random things that are pulling you in different directions but I think it was that first experience of like whoa this feels legitimately expansive in like a huge massive way in a way that like because around that time I was also playing games like World of Warcraft. Mm. Like I was very into World of Warcraft and like something that really mattered to me at the time was like that level of exploration. Now World of Warcraft like as an MMO, I mean it had tons of things pulling you all over the place. Like there wasn't there there was like a freedom but like it there was a lot of stuff like directing you around. Mm. It, so the thing to me that was really like interesting about MMOs at the time was just that like I want something that feels expansive. Mm -hmm. I want something that feels that way, but kind of just lets me go a little bit more. And that's what I felt like I got from oblivion. And I mean, like, yeah, Skyrim later, more uh, like Skyrim potentially more so, but it was this thing where it was like, that was that first click in me, I think where it was like, It, it made me yearn for that kind of experience going Mm -hmm. forward where it was like, I want this from my games. I don't want you to just be beating me over the head with all of this stuff. I want something where like legitimately I am overwhelmed and I'm scared to some extent to actually like step out into this world because I have no idea what's going to happen. But there's cool stuff out there. I'm going to figure it out. We're going to do it. We're going to go. Let's go. And like, you know, Oblivion, I remember just like adoring in, in some respects a lot more than Skyrim. Like I loved Skyrim to death, but there's like, there's some parts of Oblivion that I remember like really loving yeah uh, yeah potentially even more so
1: for me i fall into that same camp where that was oblivion was that for you skyrim was that for me but it was one of those things where like i didn't even know i needed that or wanted something like that uh, even at the time i wasn't like super in to like video game news or keeping up with it i remember being at my I remember seeing commercials for it being like, oh, dragons. Sick. Yeah. I kind of want that. Oh, yeah. Um, Yeah. I mean, if you know anything about me, I love like medieval fantasy, like dragons, XYZ, you name it. I've always loved it. Always will. And I was reading like, I think, Brissinger of the Aragon like series at the time too. Mm -hmm. Around the time Skyrim came out. Classic. I remember specifically being at my um, CAPS class which is like my cotillion class that my parents were making me do and we were doing like the etiquette dinner kind of a thing and the dude i was sitting next to he was like hey have you played um uh, this game called um, Skyrim?" i'm like <laughs> no but i've heard about it what can, can you yep. tell me about it so he told me about it i think i went and got it the next day and 200 hours later, there I am, um, yeah. as you know, the leader of the Thieves Guild, leader of the Dark Brotherhood, leader of the Mage College you name it, I was them. Um, and <laughs> <laughs> it was like the first, again, that first game where it's just like, go do whatever you want. Yeah, yeah. there's yeah. a critical path, sort of. Um, but just do absolutely whatever you want, have fun. Enjoy it. It's the ultimate power fantasy and just, act, just, you know, knock yourself out. And gosh, did I, I mean, yeah. it, <laughs> it, let it, me tell you like, what a game it was. What a game. It still is. It came yeah. out 2011. Guess what? They're still releasing it. Um, on <laughs> <Yeah>. it <laughs> you know, it, it has this longevity for, not for a reason. There's no reason for it. But for a reason. Uh, the fact yeah. that it just absolutely. Ca- Capitalism is the reason. Capitalism <laughs> is the reason. Let's, yeah, let's get ourselves here. Um, but man, it whips ass. It's so good. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. And it is just one of the things of like the pure freedom, the pure just like slapstick comedy of it at time. With yep. All the bugs and everything. Oh, it's so good. I did do that um, little hack where you can level yourself up a ton um, that they Mm -hmm. found from that book. I absolutely did that and made myself level 81, just like not out the gate. I was like level 30 something. I'm like, oh, nah. let's just let's just go do this. (laughs) Um, And it was worth it. Oh, man oh. what a what a game i remember, specifically yeah. remember being like kidnapped by like the daedric um like prince after yeah you go to a bar and you have a drink and then you wake up in like uh, this yeah. field
0: or whatever oh, yeah. classic yeah. quest yeah. classic yeah. quest I remember that. Um, um yeah yeah, yeah we'll just... we'll have to have we may end up having to have like a podcast episode where we talk about Oblivion versus Skyrim.
1: I do like, have Oblivion downloaded onto my PlayStation. I have it. I've yeah. never played it though.
0: Yeah. I was in looking at this, I was like, what are how how would I even play Oblivion nowadays? Because like, you know, um, if my sister is listening, I don't think she does, but shout out to you. Shout out to your son, my nephew. Um, he has my Xbox 360 currently. <laughs> so um yeah, I does. currently have no way of playing the oblivion that i do own so i was i was looking at that to kind of see um you know how to how to do that but yeah um it's it's available i at the very least it's available through through like playstation premium like Mm -hmm. they're the new thing it's in the upper tier so we'll figure it out but um yeah so um your your skyrim mention kind of Pivots me another direction okay. to one of um, Skyrim's direct competitors. Um, so okay. I remember whenever I remember whenever Skyrim like initially came out, like it was that big thing. Like at the exact same time, it was Skyrim, and it was Dark Souls, Ooh. and it was one of the two. And I remember yeah. at the time being like, I, like I knew about Skyrim. I was like, I'm gonna get Skyrim but there were plenty of people that were like, that were just super, they were like, I don't care about Skyrim. I care about Dark Souls. This is what I want. This is the thing. And I was like, what What in the world is this? It looks so like podunk and janky and not fun. You do you have fun with it. Mm-hmm. Only to like a couple of years later, get really into like Dark Souls two and just to like go down a rabbit hole of things. Um, but this is some so um I included on my list the original Dark Souls, which is okay. a game that I haven't even played really. Wait. Like Dark Souls, I own the Dark Souls remaster. Okay. I I have not played it though. And I put it here because I was like, well, I did, I mean, yeah, I guess like because I was thinking about like Dark Souls 2 and I was thinking about Bloodborne, and I was like, I was like, I don't think any of these like really I don't think there was a moment in it where it was like oh this clicks like I mean I mean I remember like Dark Souls 2 really appreciating the like the arc of things and all this kind of stuff but I was like there wasn't like it didn't feel like it was so much a game so much as it was this whole mood and this whole momentum of the whole genre and I was like well I was like I mean if I'm gonna be if I'm gonna be Mm -hmm. honest with it like let's just go back to the Let's just call out the original. Let's just say Dark Souls, you know, because, because for one, yeah, I haven't played it. Like it's a good opportunity to go back and kind of see, but like, again, from that position, looking at it and being like, okay, well, I've played Elden Ring. I've played Bloodborne. I've played these like successors. I've played other games that have been inspired by it. How does the original, when you've never played it before, like granted, I mean, I would be playing a remaster, but like how does that hold up in comparison to everything else? And how does that look? Um, But yeah, I mean, dark souls, like that whole like mood of things I've definitely is kind of at the opposite end of something like a ratchet and clank where it's like, I have it in me now where like, I actively seek out plenty of games that are like very masochistic in like they're hard. They're gonna be hard. And almost like oppressively so. And then I'm like, let's do it. Yeah. Let's go. <laughs> I wanna play it. I want this game in my life. And like, and I think it like I, there's just so much energy about Dark Souls and about that whole genre that really plays into like so many of the games that I love now. Where if somebody's like, dude, it's it's a roguelike it's a souls like I'm like how many times can I buy it before it's weird and like that's the answer that's is, it is there isn't <laughs> <laughs> there isn't there the limit does not exist haha <laughs> I remembered it, <laughs> there it is. yeah um so yeah original dark souls have you played the original dark souls I have
1: I mean I think I've spoken on my Souls experiences, or I mm-hmm. maybe I haven't. I don't know. Um, but I haven't, so I haven't played. Wait, did I play one? I, okay, so I sort of played the original my sophomore year of college. One of my roommates, he okay. was playing it and he beat it. I remember him specifically beating it. And I watched along and would play. I think we took, we like passed the sticks for the first like two or three. Well, it says once we made it to the twin gargoyles, I was like, yeah, I'm out. Like I, I can't do okay. it. Um, so that is my extent with it. Never played two. Um, never played three, played a little bit of bloodborne. I've talked about my bloodborne experience before played a little Sekiro, but demon souls is, was my r- first true foray into the souls franchise and right. which Now I'm on Elden ring. And like I said, at the beginning it is very good. Um, I'm currently fighting the fire giant uh to kind of begin how far yeah. I've come um in the past like two weeks with it. Um, yeah, I'm excited to play it though. That's gonna be a lot of fun. Yeah,
0: it's gonna be like yeah, a lot too. of fun. Um, sick. We gonna get killed? What yeah. up? Yeah, I gotta get used to that.
1: Um, I am next for me. Uh, and so you know, we've we. Again, it's we're, we're following a, a path here of like where are we at, and so we went open world objectives, fun, quirky story to potentially the greatest game ever to choices to just like do whatever you want. This is where this everything begins to pull in into a narrative aspect now. Mm-hmm. Um. My next one for me is Red Dead Redemption um, on the PS3. Oh, look at you! Uh, so I remember being at a friend's house and him playing this game. I'm like, "What is this?" Kind of a thing. Like I'm looking at it. I'm looking at the graphics, like everything. Uh-huh. I'm like, and it's him just doing nonsensical stuff as a cowboy, as you do in the game. I would like to point out. Um, but I just remember being like, "I have to have this." Like I. Have to have this game. Um, yeah. Went and picked it up on my way home and then, you know, played it from there. And this is the first game I would say we're like a, a narrative. I've like sat there and been like, holy, cr-. like the story that it tells of John Marston, of not his, what would normally be a tale of vengeance or revenge in a Western. Instead, tries to tell a story of redemption as he tries to amend his wrongs to only, like, spoilers if you've never played it, like, be betrayed in the end as he betrayed, essentially, his former friends is one of the most heart-wrenching and, like, sad games there is, in my opinion. Especially having played the prequel sequel of 2 and seeing the true beginning of that journey. Um, yeah. Red Dead Redemption Falls until the uh, like a narrative masterpiece of the stories that I now have sought out like I want to have a good narrative experience a good like I understand where all of this is coming from I understand like the motives and it just delivers and that's why yeah. I, I think have gravitated to a lot of open world games of the style because even with all the narrative, it's still a gigantic open world Western uh, Red Dead Redemption is. You are a cowboy oh in every sense. You can do horrible things. Um, you can do incredible things. You have like a whole like bounty, like reputation meter that you can keep in it. Um, and where's that only in two? No, it's in the first
0: one. Um, I feel like. It has been so long since I've played the original. I honestly don't remember. <laughs> well, we're going to have to play it. Um, I know.
1: And I, I think I remember looking it up. It's not a particularly long game main like narrative wise. I think it's only like 20, 30 hours. Um, yeah. I'd but say. it, yeah, I just like game sense that I can directly be like, this is why I enjoyed this game so much. Like, The Horizon, like Zero Dawn, Forbidden West, The Witcher Three. I'd kind of, I'd I'd put those mainly in the category of like, this is why like I love those games so much. Is coming Mm -hmm. off of a Red Dead Redemption of just it opened my, you know, big expansive world that can have a concise, a very impactful story. Um uh, didn't yeah. know it was possible. You know, Skyrim's main critical line, not much there. Um, I would even say like playing something like Elden Ring right now. Like I get the critical path and the critical story. Um, it's just tucked underneath, but something that's like it is really trying to like express and like show what is happening, I appreciate and like is fundamental, like for me.
0: Yeah. Um yeah, for comparison, it looks like according to how long to beat, uh Red Dead Redemption 2 just main story is 50 hours. Red yep. Dead Redemption 1 just main story 18 hours. See? See? So significantly shorter. Um yeah. Even even with like main stuff and extras 27 and it quantifies its completionist role as or its completionist like time is coming in under just the main story in Red Dead 2. So, yeah. Nifty. Weird. Um yeah, I played um I I played through the original Red Dead Redemption but I never owned it. Like I rented it. Interesting. Um a couple of times. Um, and played through it and played some red dead online and like did some of that stuff, but it was solely just kind of like in a narrow window where I had rented it and never actually came back to it. So honestly, that's kind of exciting. Cause I, it's been a long time since I've played, um, the original Red Dead Redemption. I think it was like around the time it came out, so which would have been like 12 years ago. <laughs> <Nice>. so,
1: <laughs> so, um I did I do have my PS3 here at this house and I did uh-huh. look through one of my old boxes and I do have a copy of it. So nice. I might have to find a controller um to use, but okay. I should be able to play it. And then Here's I can got to be there, uh, sorry. I don't think it was released on PS4. There's been no like remaster or anything. It might've been re-released, but I think it's solely on um, that third gen of consoles.
0: Yeah. See that. I've seen rumors of a remake. but Yeah. See that whenever I was looking through all of this, it was the stark reality of why the Xbox kind of reigns in this area. Cause I was like, well, We had an Xbox. None of this would be an issue because you can play Red Dead Redemption. You can play Oblivion. Like Mm. all of this stuff is very readily available. (laughs) Um, but yeah, we'll have to have to see where where I can find it. Um, I can always let you borrow it. So we have a year. Yeah. Um. I have my my PS3s tucked away and stuff. I can. I'll find something. Mm. Um. But yeah, my, uh, how many more I got? Uh, I got a few more. I need to speed this up. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going slow. You're um, good. No worries. <laughs> the, um, let's go with, okay. Like in a similar vein story wise, like I would say this is kind of another outlier because like I still play these games actively, but like. So big blockbuster games are not necessarily like my bread and butter nowadays. Mm -hmm. Like I don't eat them up the way that I did before where it's like, okay, right out of the gate. I want to get like this, the last of us or horizon forbidden west or like, I want to get these, like the biggest budget games right on day Mm -hmm. one. But, you know, I think one of the things like, you know, so, so my pick is uncharted two. Like, okay, and the reason okay. being, um, like when, when I initially got a PS3 and played the Uncharted, cause I, I got a PS3 kind of late. So whenever I got a PS3, like Uncharted one and Uncharted two were both out. you know, Infamous was out, like mm-hmm. God of War three was out. Like there were plenty of games I could kind of sift through, but I remember Uncharted two being like this thing where I was like, Oh my God, like this legitimately feels like, Storytelling, like masterful storytelling. Right. You know, I'm watching, like, I mean, you can't, like, I mean, the Uncharted story in and of itself isn't like this incredible thing. But, like, you know, even I remember, like, years afterward, whenever I would be writing or something like that, where I was like stuck trying to think about, di- like, I would be writing fiction and I'd be trying to think about dialogue and I would go back and, like, watch Uncharted 2 cutscenes. Because mm-hmm. I was like, they just like, there was something so real about it, something so real about this experience. And it was like this first moment that legitimately felt like, okay, games can legitimately, in a way, like transcend beyond just being like this campy, mm-hmm. you know, game. It can actually be these like affecting, interesting stories. And obviously, that, you know, that then influenced the last of us and Mm -hmm. every big sony like blockbuster of the next 15 years um but yeah i mean uncharted 2 like i think i think at different times like whenever i played uncharted 4 i was like well uncharted 4 is like the better game but like after after years of kind of like sitting on it like i still look back and i'm like given the opportunity i would play uncharted 2 before I'd play Uncharted 4 again, like, you know, because like Uncharted 4 is really good, but you know, it's so much bigger and it's Mm -hmm. so much more like expansive and like, that's really interesting. But it was like the condensed linear nature of Uncharted 2. I was just like, it, there's no, like, it's just so like sculpted and it's just shaved down into this, like this thing that's just like going and it's going. And I just, you know, I, I love the Uncharted games. Like they, they have their, their stuff and whatever, but like, they're just, I don't know. They're like blockbuster fun, but they still were like this big Kickstarter where I was like, okay, like anytime that I'm playing, I feel like anytime that I'm playing a last of us or the new God of war or whatever, like I'm, I feel that DNA Mm-hmm. of those old uncharted games just in it where i'm like yeah this this wouldn't exist like this experience no matter how much i like i may love this experience it wouldn't even exist if those uncharted games hadn't come out um so yeah well, that's that's I, me so for uncharted i've only played
1: 4 to completion i've actually never touched okay. 2 or 3 um really? i have played okay. 1 of to like the plane crash like part of the game um on multiple occasions um at this point like three or four times and never made it past that point um okay but and so i'm very excited to like go back and play and like actually experience two because i've seen like there's
0: nothing but love for uh, the second one so it's gonna be fun two is very good um yeah, has kind of a subpar like main antagonist, but mm-hmm. you know, overall, okay. like it's it's a very good, very good experience. So well, nice.
1: Um, for my next pick, and so I debated putting in something like The Last of Us here or Uncharted Four or something like that, where it's that same like experience. I would say where it's like oh, it transcends, but I feel like um i had already gotten that in my previous like entries uh-huh. with like red dead um kingdom hearts 2 um and infamous is like all of those like led to the idea of what the last of us is in my brain of like it's just like this perfect story that like really moves me and like tells yep. like a very like complete thing start to finish so i can't i can well i consider that probably one of my favorite games there is i can't really like Pull that in to like that idea of like, oh, this is what gaming is now because um, I I think all those games led to like me playing The Last of Us, Uncharted 4, Shadow of the Colossus, stuff like that. Um, yep. And so none of that was, I can't consider something like that crucial um i mean i can but it's like i feel like it was already there so instead what my next pick is is very recent and we will not be replaying this Um we can find another <laughs> game to play <laughs> because we frankly just don't have the time to play it chris and it is yeah. persona five
0: um, oh,
1: jesus yeah jesus exactly. christ <laughs> yeah so that's why we're not replaying it um, we don't have 100 hours uh, i mean we do but just like yeah. It would take us a year. Um, yeah. So persona five. Oh, what a game. Um, yeah. I mean, we've talked about it plenty. It is just, in my opinion, this is another one of those where like the creme de la crumb of like JRPGs. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I'd really only, the really only JRPGs I'd played before persona five was the kingdom heart series. Um, and then with Persona 5, you had, I think, told me for years to go play it. And I finally did in about yeah. um, 2019. And, yes, 20, no 2018, um, I think, actually, is when I played it. And okay. I just adored it for like three months i am just consuming it like night in night out um being the phantom thieves i think why it's so fundamental and so crucial is because it not only is it you know one one of my favorite games there is it slammed the door open for me to experience other games of that fashion like since then yeah Fire Emblem Three Houses, Dragon Quest Eleven, Final Fantasy Fifteen, Final Fantasy Seven Remake, Final Fantasy Nine. Um, there's tons of more games I can go into. You know, we're looking at um, triangle strategy um, games yep. of those of that nature. I never would have played had it not been pers- for Persona Five. I mean, we're we're talking like gigantic doors that kicked open for me, um, yep. and I can sit here and talk about it for for forever, but. Uh, I think what I want to do is either play go and play Persona 4, which is supposed to come out soonish. We don't have a date, but I'd be happy Mm -hmm. to find a JRPG between us um, that we could go and play or one that you might would recommend or something along those lines because we don't have time for that 100 hours, but we have time to maybe a smaller bite size thing. we don't have to decide now. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> but I, I i it's one of the things of that i'm calling this like my mulligan of we don't have to play but yep. man, it yep. is just so crucial and mm-hmm. to like my under like especially even ne- like especially now like what i look forward to in gaming
0: yeah we can we can brainstorm and find something that's like inspired by um persona that may uh i would love may chrono trigger out. but um Trigger is an option. Um which also, I mean, is is available. I mean, it's mm-hmm. out there. You can find it. Mm-hmm. Um maybe we could play, um, because it is on Switch, both uh Shin Megami Tensei three and five. Oh,
1: that's honestly I mean, not a bad call. Not a bad call. They're
0: uh call. they're different vibes, but I mean it is the it's the same yeah. same series basically. <laughs> yeah, so. <laughs> yeah. I'd, be, I'd be happy to give something like anything a try really
1: um but yeah. again persona 5 is 100 hours and that is yeah i feel like everything we've tossed out so far is like oh that's very manageable to play uh, even yeah. skyrim and oblivion is one of those things like we don't have to beat those just go back have our fun like sink in yeah enjoy have an
0: experience um, oh you know you know what is um also an option Corey. What? Um Tokyo Mirage Sessions. Hashtag been... F-E Encore. Have you ever have you never no. heard of it? Mm-mm. It is it came out on the Wii U, but it's also on Switch now as of a couple of years ago. But it is a crossover JRPG between Shin Megami Tensei slash persona and Fire Emblem. I'm sold. Done. That's it. <laughs> I'm not I'm, I'm not um, joking.
1: That's a boom. We're playing that.
0: Yep. Yep. Um we'll uh, we'll uh I think that would be a good call. I've been meaning to pick that up for yep. a really long time. I'm been Sold. <laughs> you know. winter um, winter chicken to. dinner. Boom. Yeah. Um, yeah. My, um, I only got a couple more, but you you triggered, you I, triggered it in my head whenever I, I, I thought about it. I have one um, more. one more after this. Okay. So. Um, you said, you said triangle strategy, Corey. Yeah. Um, did you know um, that my love of games like triangle strategy runs deep? So deep. I'm very aware. Fact, <laughs> I think I know exactly it which one goes, you're going to It goes all the way back to Final Fantasy Tactics. <laughs> yep, there it is. I on the original PlayStation. <laughs> I knew this would be on it. Um, yeah, it's... Um, I, I have an unabashed love of, like, strategy RPGs. Like, to the point where it... Like, specifically that style. To the point where, like, it took me a very long time to legitimately get into fire emblem games because I was like, it's not the same. I was like, it's not the isometric. Like I'm yep. not, it's just a field. I don't, I don't want it. I want, I want this. And like final fantasy tactics, um, you know, also, uh, recently announced, uh, tactics ogre yep. remake, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, which I'm very interested in playing because I've played, I own tactics ogre the Knights of Lotus on GBA played mm. that. This is like its predecessor. Right. So it's very similar, but I love tactics Ogre, very, very similar. Um, but yeah, final fantasy tactics is just, I mean, even I'm, I haven't played it in a few years. I'm very interested in going back, but like it, it is very like so much strategy, mm. so many interesting like concepts, so many interesting like, combat scenarios. The story is Shakespearean. Like it's Mm -hmm. some of the best, just like, you know, there's so many just things that feel like it hasn't that haven't been topped in it. And it is this thing that legitimately like set in me to love um like just strategy games like that, whether it's like Into the Breach or Fire Emblem or Triangle Strategy Mm -hmm. or any of these things where it's like I want it. I just need it in my life. Um, so yeah, actually lied. I now have two more actually. Oh, okay. <laughs> nice. No worries. After that. Um,
1: sick. I've wanted to play, um, Final Fantasy Tactics and this is just the perfect excuse to, so. Let's yeah. yeah. get it. Yeah. Um, what you oh, got? What's your last one? Last one. I uh, recently played, I feel like I've talked about it plenty as well. Maybe not plenty, but I've talked about it. Um, my last one, <laughs>
0: to understanding,
1: uh Corey Thrasher is um Celeste. Um Celeste played it uh very recently as of like 2020, 2021 on Again. PlayStation. 2020. Um and yeah, just what a it is what I have found that I think has like really changed it, like gaming for me is this is probably one of might be one of the only games I've played of this, but as I've been like searching for it is a game that tells a story. It's it's one of those, how do I describe this? Um, like how do I articulate my thoughts here? It is telling a story like to you that feels like as if it's like almost like talking to you. Um, As you play Madeline and climb the mountain Celeste and it is just a giant allegory of like wrestling with your own inner demons, your own interpersonal struggles as you climb the mountain of life Um, and learning to wrestle with like who you are as a person through all your good things, all your bad things um, and becoming to really understand yourself. And learning that you can't do it by yourself. You need your friends alongside you. You need like people to support you. And it, it truly feels, I I mean, there's probably plenty of games out there, but one of the, the first and one of the few I can like, even like begin to comprehend that I've played that is just like talking to you the whole time. It's a story Mm -hmm. that you get to see, but it's, it's a game that's just like, Hey, we can like, let's do this. Like I can do this. Like I can keep going. um, And it's just a wonderful tale, uh, a wonderful story, and it's just, like, a comfort the whole time of—even when it's, like, dark, even when it's, like, really sad and you're—and Madeline's, like, wrestling within herself and even, like, her worst parts of herself, it's so much of a just hopeful tale of, like, you—like, you can get better. Like, things are tough for, like, things— are bad but there's always going to be a light at this end of this tunnel and like you can embrace even the worst parts about yourself and like understand them and grow to love them and yeah Yeah. i just it's a wonderful game and i think it has opened the door for me to like a lot of indie games i've searched for and a lot of indie games i've played um due to it since then and yeah I love it. It's amazing. And I will happily like replay it again from beginning to end. Even, even though it is disgustingly hard.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, and Celeste, you know, fortunately Celeste has kind of like led the, the charge and a lot of like accessibility yes. and mm-hmm. stuff where it's like, mm-hmm. you can, you can legitimately just kind of, breeze through that game for the story if you yeah if you, you so choose you and, can
1: turn on like unlimited jump unlimited like just essentially fly mode
0: yeah <laughs> yeah um no i i think that's great i never finished celeste um despite it being like a short game i just at some point kind of put it down and didn't come back so it'll be a good opportunity to, for me to go back in mm-hmm. and play through it and finish it yes yeah i'm excited we're gonna do it um, Corey, we're running low on time, so I'm going to blow through these last couple. Okay. Um, rapid fire style. Um, I got two more. Okay. Corey, my my two are uh Hearthstone. Okay. I know it. Okay. The, the card aware. game.
1: I am very aware of and, Never played.
0: <laughs> and um, and Deus Ex Human Revolution. I should have called that one. So, I will say Hearthstone can act as a mulligan for me, largely because it is, it's, it's very, it's, it is impenetrable, not impenetrable, but it is very, it's a lot if you're just kind of coming into it now, especially, um, so, you know, I wouldn't I would hate to subject you to that and to not get the gist of it, but like I mean the again, kind of like the core things being from both of those is like I am very into card battlers mm-hmm. and deck builders to the point where it's like one of my favorite things about The Witcher 3 was Gwent. Mm-hmm. One of one of my favorite like some of my favorite games that come out now if you say the words uh it's a card battler yep. deck builder something like I'm I'm in I'm sold yep. in immediately um and Hearthstone really kind of started that for me I mean like you could probably trace it back to like oh yeah I collected Pokemon and Yu-Gi-Oh cards whenever I was a kid but like Hearthstone I was I mean I have very fond memories of being in class in college and like multiple friends around the room all of us playing Hearthstone mm-hmm. on our laptops while we were sitting there and just like loving it comparing decks doing all like it was just it was this like very community kind of centered experience that i adored and i played hearthstone on and off for years afterwards and nowadays like i'll still try to pick it up and go back but it's again it's one of those things where it's like it feels very difficult like despite all of their all of the quality of life updates and stuff it's just it's a tough thing to get into just bare bones like from the get-go um so we may kind of choose something like slay the spire or something that kind of like encapsulates that to like a really good degree um without it being like um without it being heartstone and being an impenetrable um but yeah and then deus ex um i uh, am so in love with like immersive sim, sim games mm-hmm. like deus ex start in like and i mentioned this earlier like Sly two came up in my mind as something that i wanted to play right um or as something that like kind of began something in me with like in my thinking with like stealth games love stealth games love like that kind of experience but i don't think it was Sly two that like really did that i loved Sly two for a lot of reasons but i don't think it was that i think it was like around the time with deus ex human revolution where it was like I really love this experience because mm-hmm. Deus Ex, like, I mean, I know people who played the original Deus Ex or played thief, like those, those games had all of these concepts. But the thing that I loved about Human revolution that like, you know, I had never really experienced up to that point was just like the freedom of choice where it was like, you go into a room, you can kill this guy. You can pacify the guy. You can shoot him, you can punch him, you can completely ignore him and sneak around him. Or you can climb up this box and go onto the rooftop and there's actually an air vent up there that you can go down and never have to deal with it at all. Um and it was like there was an open availability of like choice and option and things that you could do that was just unrivaled, that I loved, and has progressed like anytime I've played Dishonored, whenever I played Prey whenever I've played these games, like I actively um, miss the fact that these games, like, you know, death came out last year and has a lot of these elements. Like I missed the fact that these games, you know, don't really exist so much. Like they're, they're so like they come out, but they don't have the popularity to stick around and be on, on right. the forefront right. forever. Um, and so like combination of that, like looking at it, I was like, it's like, yes, deus ex human revolution is just you know i i would be very interested to see what you had to say like i will say this like i will probably um play through because i have played through deus ex human revolution like four times and platinumed it yeah i will probably opt to play mankind divided which i never finished Okay. Um, yeah. and which is the sequel um and we can kind of compare notes on that end. I can okay, kind of, yeah. I mean, they're, they're similar experiences that came out a couple of years apart. Um, it's the same character, same story and everything, but, um, that way I'm not, because I know what happens in human revolution. I can, I can think it in my head. I know the story beats. I'm not going to be surprised by that. And I know it's janky AF. Um, but I'm, I'm excited to see, see how that, how that goes for you because it's a very enjoyable Enjoyable experience. Yeah. No, I'm excited for it. You've talked about it so much that it's one of those things like I
1: know I'm gonna have to play this one day, and I'm excited to do that. What console is it on?
0: It was originally on 360 PS3. Okay. Um, so I mean that's an option. We'll figure. I think there may it's it's gotta be in like some again. You could probably find it on Game Pass or something, but yeah, um, we'll find it somehow i'll find
1: it uh, yeah. yeah sick well yeah. that is a expansive list that we have
0: i know and look at that we've got game who even needs new games who needs a new god of war and a breath okay. of the wild and I, d- all this I do stuff? need we're a new gonna, god of war i do we're need. gonna <laughs> no <laughs> we'll Corey, all you need is whatever what did Encharted i say? Two. all you need is Uncharted Two, Final <laughs> the tactics. original Ratchet and Clank, yeah. and Final fantasy? Tactics. I will absolutely play the
1: original Ratchet and Clank. I don't know how. I know I have my old PS Two somewhere at my parents' house. Yeah, I need to just go and hunt for that bad boy. Um,
0: I, I mean, I'll allow. I'll, I will probably. I mean, I could hook it up on PS Two, but I was probably going to dig up my v- Ratchet and Clank collection on PS Three version, where it's okay. like that original like it's like the remaster yeah. of it but i mean it's still it's not like the remake that came out yeah. years later it's still the original um so i may go that direction uh, i'll one. need to borrow that then yeah yeah all righty sir well have you had fun have you had have, a fun year Corey? i have man it's been a great time Um
1: it has been wonderful. i'm looking forward to year two of arcade cozy arcade cozy v2 arcade cozy oh, yeah. season two whatever we want season, to season
0: season two um
1: but uh it's it's been a, a good ride Yeah. Uh, yeah hey, the road keeps on going um and it's gonna be fun to play all these there's a great uh sorry for my dog um <laughs> <laughs> um, borking. Borking. Yeah. Um, borking. He's a borker. Um, there is like a great line of games coming out over the next year, but it's good to like, in the meantime, be, hold on. I'm going to wait for him to hush. Yeah. Um, no, like, you're good. Sorry. In the meantime, it's going to be good to like in between, like, okay, picking up. All right. I'm going to play Uncharted 2 this week. Oh, I'm going to dip into Skyrim. Oh, find my fantasy tech. This is getting a re-release on switch or something along those lines or like wherever I yeah. can find it. It's going to make for a very fun another year of this. And I'm excited to do it oh, with yeah.
0: you. Yeah, it'll be it'll be really neat to kind of check in here and there and have those kind of updates. But yeah, Corey, I'm looking forward to it. And, you know, as always, like, thank you, everybody that listens. Mm-hmm. You know, it's I mean, we could easily just be talking into a void where nobody listens to us. Um, but some people do willingly. Yes. even, And, um, that, you know, we're glad that you're here and we're glad that you enjoy what we do. So yeah, Corey, I'm having a good time. This was fun. Um, and I'm looking forward to whatever comes next. Oh yeah. Um, Corey this week. If people want to find you on the internet, where can they find you on the internet? Uh, you can go and find me over at state thrashy or at hash
1: on Twitter or hashling thrasher on the Instagram. As always though, follow us over at arcade underscore cozy on Twitter.
0: Oh yeah. Um, if you want to find us on Instagram, you can find us at arcade cozy. Um, you can find myself at four point pixel on Instagram and, at Joe on Twitter. Um, Corey, looking forward to next week. But oh, yeah. until then, this has been Arcade Cozy. Life is hectic. Why should your hobbies be too... Yeah. Let's see if a sound Love works. you guys. Nope. Bye. No sound works. <laughs> Bye-bye. <laughs>